All right. You, you got that. Uh, you got that salad face going, buddy. You all right? What's this? Thing? <laughs> I don't know. Like you're still, you're still chopping on some salad in the back of your teeth there. No, I got, I got a little snack. Okay. For later. You just keep it in your teeth. No. In a bowl. No, like that's bowl. what the beard is for. Come on. <laughs> I'm too lazy to hold things with my hands. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just what the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is September 16th, 2018. This is episode 333, comedy from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida. This week, we got one thing on tap. Colson is updating his top 25 Pacers of all time, and we're not sure how many players will be in on this time, but uh, I'm excited to get into it. Joining me are our analysts coast to coast, like buttered toast, first from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to Happy New Year. Yeah, looking forward to uh, hearing Colson's changes here. Where, where will uh, Joe Young fall in the top twenty-five? <laughs> he's got to be up there. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? So glad to be with you guys. Uh, shout out to the Carolinas. As you all know, I, I lived there for seven years and have a lot of friends and family and friends' parents that live in New Bern and Wilmington and, and Raleigh and uh, Charleston. So I uh, hope everybody's staying safe. And, uh, yeah. When uh, f- when FEMA tells you to get out, you should please just go. Yeah. It's no good. It's going to be it's gonna be a long time uh, yeah. preparing all that stuff. So, But I hope uh, hope everybody's safe and, and uh, they can start the process once it uh, stops raining. If it ever stops raining. So. From Eugene, Oregon, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Glad to have everybody at the table. Should be interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, the, thanks to uh, you guys doing the uh, the Where That Player At show last night or last week. It was uh, quite entertaining. And, uh, and, and uh, did you learn some stuff, Joe? I did, and... Uh, I did. There was more movement than I than I thought had happened. So it was an educational show as as well as informative. That's how we advertise <laughs> ourselves, <laughs> right? <laughs> educational as well as informative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Entertainment yes, yes, yes. nowhere to be. Yeah, right. I was say. Not funny. Not not, not interesting. 
<laughs> Definitely needed two adjectives, but that wasn't going to be one of them. <laughs> High praise from Joey. <laughs> yes. Before, before we start the show, I just want to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just follow the link in the show notes or go to our website, theunbeatables.com, and follow the referral link. Kicks a few bucks back to us and helps support what we do. Joey, if you like that the the where that player, you should also check out our other podcast, Undebeat a Book. We just read names from the phone book. <laughs> it's both educational and informative. <laughs> mostly just informative. It's mostly just information yeah. that's ed- being passed. Ed- edu- edu- formal. <laughs> so about three f- years ago, John Colson put out uh, over over a span of I think five weeks put uh, put his top 25 uh, favorite player lists out and uh, you know it was it was pretty controversial at the time you know I think we've come a long way as a society uh, and we can accept what he had said uh, back in those days but times have changed players have changed um, you're older and wiser and um, it's time for an update Colson um, so this illustrious list, can you tell us uh, a little bit about the history or, and uh, you know what it takes to make your top 25? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think we talked before that it's a fluid list, um, and over the last three years, uh, a lot of things have changed. Um, but there are some things that, that help uh, get you on this list, and I wanted to, to speak directly to the current Pacers right now about how to get on these uh, the top 25 list, all right? Um, so, uh, four of the players on this list played their entire careers with the Pacers. So if you want to play your entire career with that, that's, that, that, that's a way to maybe get on this list. Uh, spoiler alert, there's going to be no Steve uh, Stepanovich on here, but mm. outside of that, it's pretty good. So it's not a guarantee. Odds. No, it's not a guarantee. It's pretty good odds, though. Um, six players have left and come back. So that's really, that's, that's a good, good odds that you'll get on this list. 17 played uh, six or more seasons with the Pacers, so longevity definitely matters. 13 uh, were originally drafted by the Pacers. So um, I think that just shows uh, how a small market team drafting its players uh, matters to me. So the highest so correlation the cur- is beyond their control. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Tyreek. <laughs> You're out. O- only four uh, players were off-season uh, signings. Um, so. Sorry, Tyreek. <laughs> and, and Monte Ellis, I guess. Yeah. I I'm sure um, he was on the bubble. <laughs> yeah. uh, 14 front court players versus 11 back court. So it's it's fairly close, but if you're a big man, that helps you. So just um, like in life, being tall is it does help you make a basketball squad, right? But I mean, I think that's fairly fair. Um, <laughs> it's unfairly unfair, I would say. <laughs> Maybe I should save this for the end. Yeah, this is a revelation, I think, at the end that I just realized. Um, so, so we'll have a big, uh, big reveal at the end on how to get on this list that I didn't realize until retroactively last night looking up these players found a correlation, a corollary among all of the players. Um, and I will re- reveal that at the end. So, mm. so stay tuned. At some point. Now you have to slog through this pod to get to the, <laughs> to the meat. <laughs> all right. Well, 
25, number one's easy, guys. It's Reggie Miller. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. Reggie Miller leads our team in all the things. Games, minutes, field goal attempts. Three-pointers. Three-pointers, two-pointers. Assists, steals. True shooting percentage, offensive (laughs) rating, defensive rating. Or, I'm sorry, (laughs) defensive win shares, not defensive rating. Wait, so I'm unclear here, Harper. Are you are you dictating what Colson's list should be because no, he did no, such no, a no. horrible <laughs> job last time? You just took over the reins. You're like, look, Letty, I'm just gonna your list is this. I know I'm doing this for your good. <laughs> I released this to Harper early, uh, because ah, I felt like he okay. needed to um, yeah. help corral me. That's not oh, at all. His password's one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> I just <laughs> Um, I will add that Reggie Miller is 20th all-time in points in the NBA and second all-time in threes. And he's one of five players to spend his entire career uh, on the team with at least 18 years. So, Also a five-time All-Star and uh, in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, yeah. Just, just a minor note. <laughs> Hall of Famer. That's not hard to defend. He's the greatest pacer ever. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. There's... We all love Reggie, and if you don't, stats and I'll meet you in Outback <laughs> for a, for a long discussion. That's right. That's right. I agree on the first Outback of the internet is That's <laughs> a scary place. <laughs> Wait, what is that? It's like the dark web, but worse. Oh. Dark web woodshed. Oh. You don't want to mess with that wow. stuff. <laughs> all right. So who's number two? Colson's second all-time favorite pacer is Antonio Davis. All right, still holding strong. Holding he's strong, a, yep. AD. He's a giant human. He is. Played, Played six for seasons. Us. Yep, six seasons. Nine points, uh, six and a half rebounds. Made an all-star game once upon a time. Six and a half Did rebounds? It? That's yeah. it? I mean, he, he was the backup center. And back up power forward. Like, he never started for us unless of the exception of injuries. But what did he play, like 24 minutes a game for us? I mean, he was an integral part of that uh, team for six seasons. You know, kind of your sixth, seventh man. Uh, We also. He never was the starter? Only in case of injury, because we had Smits and Davis at at center and power forward for the entire time he was there. So, can you explain? why he's number two all time. <laughs> um, I found him incredibly charming. I think he's, he's good with the media. He's a handsome man. Okay. Um, he also does the little things. I mean, I think he, he's an enforcer. He's a tough guy. He gets the gritty rebound. Uh, he, had a, he had a jumper back when guys his build and size didn't really have it, you know? He was a part of really successful teams. He was a part of our toughness. Always, I always loved him. One of the reasons this list exists, Joey, is because of my irrational list for Antonio Davis. I had to make a list that uh, because I loved him so much, I needed to make sense of it. So you needed to uh, like validate your feelings to the world. Yes, yes. So. And you did so by arbitrarily inserting him into a list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's arbitrary. It's very intentional, sir. It's based on the charm offensive of Antonio Davis. 
And so he's he's been number two on the last list. He was, yeah. Moved. He has not moved. Yeah. So there's nobody on our roster even right now that's in the running for that. Well, yes. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that. Uh, there are a lot of guys in the wings, and you know, maybe we'll see some people that maybe on the current team that I love. This 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 current Pacer team is is perhaps my favorite Pacer team of all time. It's up there. It's I loved watching this team last year. Guys could be making a run at that second spot. They're not there yet, though. Antonio Holdstrom. So is this in the top 25 of your Pacer teams that you like? <laughs> Clearly, I think it'll be very clear as we go through this list that the like 95, 96, well, no, 93 through 2000, those guys are are very well loved. But this new team from this last season um, has a new place in my in my heart. Also, we learned that the, the last time that you did this that recency is it a is huge recency bias for sure for getting on yeah, without list. a doubt. <laughs> And and you'll you'll find some of the changes are maybe because those people are shout out to Luis Scola. <laughs> so if you have not listened, the previous episode in your feed is the uh, amalgamation of the the top twenty five. So for, yeah, so pause and go listen to that so one first. Go, so you're caught up. Yeah, to help you make sense of this, because <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> So who was number three? Oh, you know who number three on Colson's all-time list is. I thought I knew him, but I don't. <laughs> it's, it's still Baby Al. Still it Baby, baby Al. Al Harrington. It's, still uh, Baby uh, Al. <laughs> Going nowhere. <laughs> if anything, he's come closer to taking over the second spot from Antonio Davis. <laughs> Al Harrington, how many years was seven he on years. the team? More or less seven, seven years. years. Yeah. Uh, we drafted him out of high school in 98. Um, he played six years for us uh, and then returned in 06 um, before we traded him. So you're right, it was only six and a half seasons before we traded him with Steven Jackson um, to get rid of Steven Jackson to Golden State. And he started full-time for us in 06, 07, but I think that was really yeah. the only year, yeah? yeah? And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've talked about this before. I mean, I, you know, I had an emotional connection with him because he was my age. Um, and um, he also lived in Antonio Davis's basement, which I thought was great. Um, he just always had this just great big smile. He had so much potential. I was I was enthralled with the idea of this baby going onto a, a roster full of guys that were playing in the Eastern Conference Finals before he got there. I always rooted for him. I always loved him. Uh, you know, yeah. It's it's hard to say a bad word about Baby Al. And he left and came back, which is put you on this list. There's there's some sort of loyalty thing that I love about that. His Twitter handle is Cheddar Cheese Seven. And that doesn't bump him up? Complete sense. <laughs> I do love Baby Al. Maybe not quite yeah. as much <laughs> as Colson. Nobody else does. See, again, Antonio Davis, Baby Al, these are the reasons this list exists. Because I could just go down and list the greatest paces of all time based on stats and games and numbers. That's not interesting. And that's not what my heart says, you know? <laughs> well, we're going to bring it back to reality here. Coming in at number four, J.O. J.O. played a total of eight seasons with the Pacers, 18.5 points, 9.5 rebounds, 2.5 blocks, six-time All-Star, three-times All-NBA. This dude was a beast. Yeah. Um, was third in MVP voting one year. Um, he is first all-time for the Pacers in blocks. Um, both total and average. And um, 
fifth all-time scoring and sixth all-time rebounds, I think he belongs this high for sure. <laughs> uh, also, almost killed uh, Turtle from uh... <laughs> <laughs> what was that show? Entourage. 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 Yes. Yeah, that was uh, from the brawl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But for yeah. a piece of I, ice on the sidelines. <laughs> oh, exactly. man. I, I thought that man was dead. I did, too. <laughs> yeah. I was already starting a GoFundMe for his funeral cause. <laughs> also, Jail, I was, so I was listening to your, uh, your previous compilation list, which was quite uh, entertaining uh, and educational and informative. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I was I was reminded uh, one thing that we didn't say about Jo last time was that we always remarked that Jo was just too good for his own good. Mm-hmm. Like he would get the ball in the post, mm-hmm. and he had so many ways to attack you that he just couldn't decide. Yeah. And so he would instead of doing one move, he would do three moves, and then the defender was still caught at the first move, but was slow. You know, hadn't reacted yet. And J.O. just came back to him and got defended. (laughs) On the third move. Went back into the defense after he'd done like a five-part combination. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So if he would have done an even number of moves, he would have been fine. Or just one. He would have been great. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing that tends to move people up Colson's list, J.O. was, like, like Reggie, was a bit of a transitional player. He's a big guy. He could shoot from deep. Right. Um as well as having just an amazing nose around the rim and, uh, you know, next-level athleticism. He was a real joy to watch. I loved him. I root for the, the young kids, the underdogs. I mean, he came in just this skinny, scrawny kid. We traded Dale Davis for him. Yeah, and this kid by that account, just, you should hate him. Well, right, <laughs> right. But he was just this – and I was very upset. I, was, I, I stayed up all night back in the, when the Internet was not as what it is today, trying to find the one or two articles on it. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, took and, all night to get two articles. Exactly. <laughs> Dial up, download. Uh, you know, he was 21 years old when he came to the team, and he was scrawny and nothing. And he, you know, um, he averaged a double double for us, and we got to the playoffs, and it was just great to root for him. Um, I, I just, and you know, he went through injuries and and all the struggles with the brawl, and and but I thought he remained a in the legal trouble. <laughs> yeah, he he remained a, a a professional during a lot of awful things, and he got clumped in with a lot of guys that were doing other things that made the team look bad so yeah and he were you know we i remember having long conversations with you colson about how pacer nation wasn't really appreciating for what he was doing you know like he played through injuries a lot a lot and uh always you know was the leader in the locker room oh you know you know we had our own issues with whether or not he was the best leader but like he was definitely trying and working his butt off and like being the face of the franchise through you know, what ended up being a very tough stretch there at the end. Right, but potentially a part of and the best player on um, maybe our most talented team of all time. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And after he left, I mean, ultimately the injuries just kind of ate up the rest of his career. Unfortunately, he never was able to have the kind of longevity that maybe Al had. all fans wanted to get from him. <laughs> right. He was an electric player. Love J.L. Hailing at number five. No surprise here. It's a big guy. It's an enforcer. It's a guy who came back. It's Dale Davis. Yeah. Dale Davis. Drafted this guy. He checks a lot of, lot of boxes. <laughs> Played 10 seasons with the team, nine points, nine rebounds, and a little over a block a game. 
Um, and he was the guy when things went sideways, he was going to throw a body out there, uh, make sure that Reggie or whoever else was out there was protected. Um, great dude, great teammate. Uh, does lead the Pacers all-time in field goal percentage at 54%. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, he does not lead the team all-time in free throw percentage. Mm. <laughs> His, uh, <laughs> he's actually... He's second 50... to Reggie, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. His effective field goal percentage was 54%. His free throw percentage, 53%. So that, mm. uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, he is one... Uh, Number one in O boards all time for the Pacers, and number two all time in rebounds. Um, speaks to his longevity. He was uh, fifth in games played and fifth in minutes played, also for the Pacers. Like he's just, I mean, this guy was the heart and soul of the front court of the Pacers for a very long time. Um, and he was the guy you didn't want to mess with. He was the guy that set the screens for Reggie. Also had Rick Smith's back. <laughs> <laughs> he basically had everybody's back. Yeah. Uh, and and Rick Smith needed an enforcer. Right. Right. He was the enforcer, and I and, and unheralded uh, in his return uh, post brawl. Uh, still love him for coming back and starting center for us, um, and playing in the playoffs when we got to the second round and and all that stuff. Um, just a just a great pacer. Um, this is you'll note a change from from my original list three years ago paul george was number five. Ooh, so he so has, paul george is number six right he has dropped we shall see <laughs> and with that we're on to number six guess what it's another big dude jeff foster yes J-Foo. played his entire career with your indiana pacers uh 4.9 points a game 6.9 rebounds, almost half a block. He's 13 seasons. <laughs> um, third in O-boards, uh, first in O-board percentage. Uh, but Harper, I have an update. Um, since I gave you that list... <laughs> it's a fluid uh, list. It's it a is a fluid, fluid list. Um, Jeff Foster's fallen. Oh, boy. Um, so here's the deal. I have some insider information. Um, I work in the restaurant industry. Okay. Um, I have for my oh, entire man. life. Um, it is my profession. And uh, I found out that uh, Jeff Foster, with all of his uh, millions of dollars, is a 10% tipper. Oh, and I know, oh, that seems, I know that seems disconnected from the, you know, my favorite paces of all time, but it, it matters to me. But and everything that you know about them affects exactly your, how you everything feel. I know. He's number two because of a charm offensive from <laughs> right, 1996. Exactly. If you got a great smile, you could be really <laughs> high on this list. Um, um, so he has dropped. So go ahead and move on to the next one, there, Harper. So we'll find okay. out if Jeff Foster stays on the list for his 10 percent tipping. Wow! Wow! <laughs> you think it's like a 10 percent hit on his? Uh, yeah, we'll see how far that that drops him. We'll find yeah. out. Jeff, don't think of this as extortion. <laughs> something else completely I'll think of a better you, word later you, you, you gotta prove that in a court of law <laughs> or on the check when you sign the credit card receipt <laughs> well sliding into number 7 backing into number 7 no, backing into number 6 <laughs> yes sorry number 6 uh, is 
Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Who apparently okay. needed a tipping scandal from Jeff Foster to move ahead. <laughs> Mark Jackson plays six Mark years. Jackson, one of the greatest NBA players <laughs> of all time. <laughs> five Just point guard of all weeks by Jeff Foster. <laughs> because Colson was uh, offended by his tipping. On probably what was like a three hundred dollar tab. You know what I should? You know, I, this reminds me of that story, Joe. Do you remember when you took a picture of that uh, credit card receipt from Rick Carlisle? And yes, um, it was it was a big tab, and and the, he had tipped like five percent or something. And you took a picture of it and you sent it to me. And I think the goal was to just be like, "Hey, I waited on Rick Carlisle," and I then spent an hour drafting an email. About how you need to take care of people that are, you know, servers that that don't pay hourly wage, and these people make so much money, and they, you know, and if you if you don't take care of your servers, you're a bad person, and I no longer trust my coach, and it went out of control, and then you sent back. Does it matter if it was carry out? <laughs> yes, it definitely matters that it was carry out. Glad I wasted an hour writing. <laughs> So, I just thought it was cool that Rick Carlisle exactly. came. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand the message of the picture until later. Um, yeah. So, yes, I'm very sensitive about the tipping, apparently. Strongly worded. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. Mark Jackson, one of the top five point guards of all time. Uh, he played for the Pacers. Uh, he's number three all time in assists for us. He's number one in assists uh, average at 8.1. Averaged eight points. Uh four rebounds, eight assists, and a steal. Um, so we traded uh, Pooh Richardson and Malik Seeley uh, to the Clippers for Mark Jackson because Larry Brown was our coach and had coached him in the cl- uh, with the Clippers and said we needed him. So we traded him for Larry Brown. And immediately became a revelation for us. So we almost immediately became relevant. Um, and you can connect that to Larry Brown's coaching or – you know, Reggie's maturation or Mark Jackson himself. We then later traded Jackson to Denver for Jalen Rose, which was pretty cool. And then we started sucking. Um, I think we went on like a, we started the season like 0 and 10 or something. I can't quite remember what it was just not good. So we traded back uh, for, for Mark Jackson in one of the greatest trades of all time. We traded Vincent, Vincent Askew Eddie Johnson and a second rounder for Mark Jackson and the return of LaSalle Tank Thompson. Hmm. So there we go. That's the story of Mark Jackson. That he ended segues up... to number seven, LaSalle <laughs> Tank Thompson. <laughs> well, his, his return might help. Uh, but he played six seasons for us between all those, uh, between those two trades um, and was part of, you know, uh, one of our most successful stretches. So. Just fun to watch. He was he was entertaining uh, and educational. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gets entertaining, not just informative. Oh, for sure. The Jackson Jiggle, Infotainment. the the yeah. the cross. I always liked it when Smith when Smiths was not expecting those passes. Just always you just hit him in the which <laughs> just hit him right in the stomach. <laughs> What'd you call him, Brick Mitts? Yeah, Brick Mitts. Yeah, yeah. And that number seven. It is Brick Mitts. Yay! <laughs> Again, played his entire career with the Indiana Pacers. Almost 15 points a game. 
somehow managed to pull down six boards a game. Always seemed like less. Uh, and over a block a game. He made the all-star game only once, believe it or not. Um, but the centerpiece of a team, along with Reggie Miller uh, and the Davis boys, uh, that kept us competitive for years and years. Uh, one of the best strokes from a big fella right. in the history of the game. That's true. Yeah, uh, Second in games, uh, second in minutes played, second in field goals, second in points, and third in rebounds. Rick Smits. Just uh, to his, you know, I think all that speaks to his longevity, uh, his consistency. I love me some Rick Smits. He was definitely an imperfect center, but... Um, He's part of the reason that we had those those deep playoff runs because we had a a big man that could battle with what was an era of fantastic all star Hall of Famer centers. He could battle with them. He may not have been quite at their level, but he put up a fight. You think about all those fights with uh, you know Patrick Ewing and Matumbo and Shaq and and you know he got beat up by those guys, but he he, he put up fights. So and now five of the top seven uh, are. Dudes from, you know, the late nineties. <laughs> yes, that is correct, sir. That's right. That's right. So maybe not regency biased. Maybe not regency biased. Well, at least at the top. <laughs> Moving on to number eight, big boy Roy Hibbert. Still, Wait, still there. Still what? there. Really? That was one of the ones I I had penciled in for a, a big drop. Seven seasons with the Pacers, 11 points, 6.8 rebounds. 6.8 rebounds. Almost two blocks a game. Shot 46% effective field goal percentage. I don't know. He's Hibbert. <laughs> uh, when, you, when you look at their numbers, uh, they're, they're similar to uh, Rick Smith's. I, I think we mentioned in the last time that we did this, I think you even coined it, Jason, Smibert's. And I feel like they're bound. I feel like I really like this combination of guys, and they may always be bound. They may fall and rise together. But but uh, Smith was a, was a much better offensive player. I feel right, like. and, and Roy and Hibbert he had longevity as well, well. As well, Roy Hibbert was there for seven years. It's not like he d- didn't barely play for us, and he was far better defensively. He's one of the you know he's on one of the greatest defensive teams of all time as the anchor. He's fourth all time in in uh, blocks for us. Uh, third all-time in block average. Um, he was a guy I always wanted to root for. Um, he was fragile emotionally, um, and I just wanted to pick him up and pat him on the butt. Like, I just, I really, it was, it was, it, every game I went into, it was about how's Roy going to do. And for, for doing that for seven seasons, it just, it gets him this high on this list. And we use a quote of his in our theme music yes we do integral part of the, yes. of the, of the beatable nation that's right i agree but it uh eight eight seems high and it sounds like he should have been nine but foster <laughs> <laughs> foster keeps falling keeps falling. yeah yeah as does pg pg's yeah pg's nowhere to be seen so far nowhere to be seen right that is understandable and behind Roy Hibbert at number nine, we get Jalen Rose. That's right. All right. Got to give the people Correct. what they want. Got to. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Six total years with the Pacers, 14 points, three and a half rebounds, three and a half assists. 
Um, combo guard. He had his ups and downs with us, but really an exciting player with an amazing skill set. Part of the Fab Five in college. I love Jalen. I love Jalen even more now that he's not playing. He drove me nuts as a player, but I love him now. Yeah. I love his podcast. Um, I constantly listen to it. He, he identifies himself still as a pacer. Um, those were the best years of his career. I resonated to him in the sense that, you know, we traded Mark Jackson for him and then Larry Brown buried him on the bench and his struggle to kind of break through um, to get to the point where he was the starter on this team and was the most, one of the most athletic and gifted players that maybe we've had uh, on the on the team. And, uh, you know, as part of, again, all of those great playoff runs uh, in the, the late 90s. I mean, I, I think he was the first player to lead the team in scoring that wasn't named Reggie Miller while Reggie Miller was on the team. So... That was a big deal. He's part of a transition of, of Reggie Miller sort of moving into the twilight of his career. Um, yeah. I don't know if I need to defend this. I feel like good about this. Number nine, Jalen Rose. Nobody's attacking you, but okay, nope. Jalen Rose. I mean, if anything, he's too low. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? Everybody's <laughs> mad that Hibbert was there. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Would you put it would you put would you put Rose above uh, uh Smiths or just above Hibbert? I mean, 11 years uh, from Smith. No. 11 no, years. Yeah. Smith Smith's was an integral part of uh, my formative years. So. Yeah. Jalen is ahead for of me, he's baby Al for me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's a legitimate complaint. Rounding out the top 10, a guy who absolutely deserves the accolade, Danny Granger, Batman, mm. a.k.a. The Gift. Ooh. Great career with Indiana. Over nine seasons, 17 and a half points a game, five boards, defensive stopper, um, great motor, great teammate, good locker room guy. I like it. Yeah, I, I always respected him for, for sticking with the team. Um, he could have had a great career somewhere else, but he, he stuck with the team. And, um, you know, it, those were – not great years when when he was in charge. Um, you know, through through I mean, probably no fault of his own, but um, you know he could have bailed, and uh, he didn't. So he he stuck around. He had a little yeah, bit yeah. of a career after it. Not not much. Yeah, and it, <laughs> as thanks for that, um, the Pacers uh, traded him away. Uh, <laughs> his locker room presence, and uh, he was so excited to be on a winning team, and uh, we traded him for Evan Turner. And uh, yep. And the season collapsed. Blew up our team. Yeah. Right? yeah. I'm surprised that result didn't move him higher up this list. Yeah, no. Mm. It, yeah, it, it may, point. as I meditate on it over the next, uh, if we do this again in three years, it might. Yeah. Um, it, history reflects kindly on him quite well, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And is a guy that we drafted, 17th overall. Really a nice, nice draft pick where we got him. So good organizational guy. Yeah, Danny Granger. He was a steal at the, at the number, for sure. Out of the University of New Mexico. So Jeff Foster finally reappears. Number Ooh, 11. So what's that, what's that fall? How many is that? Is that, is that five? Six to five ten, spots? Five spots. That seems about right. So uh, that's just a warning to you, uh, uh, ex-Pacers, or even current Pacers. If you're on this list, I find out you're a bad tipper. 
just watch out. Yeah. You know, I love Jeff Foster, though. Uh, I, I, one of the reasons I, I make this list is to honor hustle guys, guys that do the little things, the dirty work, the set the picks, the get the O-boards. Um, he's one of those guys. He's fourth all-time in games. Uh, he spent his entire career with us for 13 seasons. Yeah, fourth all-time in rebounds, too. So, fantastic pacer. Huh? We're giving a little bit of a hard time for, for not tipping. But I, I think this is probably better, more natural where he should land in general. So, I, I ran into him recently. He's a, he was very nice. He said hi to uh, my family. Did he say hi to me? Because that might get him up on the list. <laughs> no. Okay. No. <laughs> he did not. But he had very soft hands mm. and... Uh, and it was very polite. My mom was wearing her Pacers hat, so gave us a little a little cred. Nice. nice. Shout out, Jofo. Originally drafted by the... Jofo. Jofo. He's not Jofo. No. Jofo. No, that sounds bad for some reason. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Originally drafted number one, or uh, 21st in the first by the Golden State Warriors. Mm. I didn't realize mm. that. Uh, and he also did uh, ad- advertisements for milk. Mm-hmm. And then shoots him way up. <laughs> <laughs> Love Jeff Foster. I, this is he embodies what this list is about, except for the tipping part. <laughs> when I when I think of Jeff Foster, I think of him on the floor, yeah, right? Sliding exactly, slapping floor a, burns, slapping a ball. Say, yeah, that's right. And just and just you know three or four O boards in a row when other dudes are standing around in awe, yep, and confusion. Absolutely love that guy. Rocking like, why is this guy trying so hard? <laughs> That's right. All right, so we're back on track here. Puts us at number 12. Right. The reason why this list exists today, David West. Yeah. There he is. Recently he retired from the National Basketball Association. Four years with the Indiana Pacers, averaging 14 points, seven boards, uh, just under a block a game. Uh, but the heart and soul of our team uh, was also our enforcer. Also had a bit of a jumper. I mean, he this guy's a Swiss Army knife and one of the toughest dudes to play in the NBA. Garnered yeah. Yeah, he, respect uh, from everyone. He led the league in scowls in uh, mm-hmm. 2012-13 season. Do you think Dale Davis yep. like did some training with him? I mean, do you think that's something mm-hmm. that you can, uh, you know, do some Rocky-style training on? Maybe. They have the, the background music while they're both doing faces in the mirror. Mm-hmm. They're just staring down cuts of beef. <laughs> D-West, D-West, special place in my heart. Uh, I'm a Xavier grad. David West also, um, in addition to being an amazing pacer and NBA uh, guy, had an amazing college career. I just want to do a quick shout-out to his college uh, accolades. Played all four years at Xavier. Really? Um, <laughs> started uh, every game his sophomore through junior year. Or, sorry, sophomore through senior years. Played in every game his freshman year. At his peak, averaged 20 points, 12 boards, 3 assists, and a block and a half uh, his senior season, in which he won AP Player of the Year, Atlantic 10 Player of the Year, uh, won the Rupp Trophy and was a consensus All-American. This dude is the greatest Xavier basketball player of all time. Um, I he just uh, you know he ate a lot of babies 
Um, he was he changed the culture of the team and and, and uh, you know a free agent signing um, that that morphed this team um, in, in a way that it, I don't think we are what we are today without him. Um, we were um, searching for direction and I thought he brought it and um, I the fact that he's twelve is only because he didn't play with us longer. Honestly, I mean I just love him so much. You know David West was was one of my favorite players on on uh, on the of all time really he was um he probably would be in, he'd definitely be in my top five mm. um i i just love watching him play he was you know you talked about that roy hibbert you know like that team with uh, roy hibbert and david west and, and, and paul george those guys the def- defense he was the guy who was leading the defense most of the time you know Hibbert was the guy at the rim but Hibbert but uh David West was the one calling everything out uh he was the one in charge of all that uh just a fantastic leader and you know he had that, that elbow jumper which was just it was so uh, predictable <laughs> we, you know as as Pacer fans we saw it um but he was super he was just so consistent and um just such a great guy on and off the floor uh, you know, good good family guy, and and uh, you know, like Jason said, savior guy. Um, he was, you know, I wanted him to be here for the rest of his career. Yep. I think, I think, you know, I talked in previous episodes about I wanted him to to I wanted his his uh, jersey in the rafters, but uh, you know, that didn't happen. Well, but he, we his can, jersey's in the underbeatable rafters. Yeah, oh, and we can sure. keep pushing can for that. Uh, we can have an underbeated campaign. Ooh, yeah, but I'm yeah. When he left the team, I was I was just gut punched. What a bummer! But um, shout out to him, and uh, and uh, yeah, I mean he he finished his career, you know, the way he wanted, and I think yeah, he's got a he he's a very uh, socially active uh, person, Jason. Like you had said, he's he's got a good head on his shoulders, and uh, so he's gonna do something something good somewhere. Yeah. You know, the reason we're revisiting this list today is because uh, we have a ceremony um, when, uh, <laughs> that's right, pop the top, uh, pour yourself a shot. Um, when, when, um, when someone on this list retires, we go ahead and uh, play the, the music, the celebratory music, um, and then we take a shot. So I'm going to play that music. David West, that's for you. This is longer than I remember. Some, yeah, some uh, yeah. tuba music. Yeah. Well, because well, you're a Sousa. tuba player. This yeah. is Sousa. Um, we love you, uh, and you will live in Pacers' hearts for all of eternity. Here's to you, sir. Cheers. 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 Yeah, I was, I was a little salty by the, uh, at the, his exit. You know, not at him, but uh, you know, he didn't like that the, the way Larry Bird was. Uh, treating I was at Hibbert yeah, yeah. punking on Hibbert yeah and um, Hibbert who just crushed him on this list by the way <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh, and then he went to well, he went to San Antonio next yeah, yeah he did some ring chasing yeah you know and he yeah. got himself a ring yeah and, and he was successful got two I think two yeah did he get two yeah he did two yeah, yeah. Golden State 
Yeah. Well, if you're an all-star caliber player and a great locker room guy is willing to take a second fiddle and a little less money, win yeah. some championships. Yeah. And, and uh, his his uh, admonishment of the Pacers, I think, uh, boosts him up my list yeah. even more. Yeah. He was completely right and fair in those uh, arguments. And also, everybody on Golden State talked about how important he was to those championship teams. So, there you go. Truth to power guy. And, you know, if, if the things that you do in other places are allowed to reflect on you at all, um, him sort of shepherding the, you know, Hornets through all sorts of transitions oh and goodness, playing yeah. great basketball. I mean, this guy had a tough career, uh, but he was about as loyal as he could be. And it, it's hard to begrudge him going to play great basketball with great teams late in his career. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he's going to do in his post NBA career. Um, Feel like he's a guy that is uh, motivated to make the world a better place, and I think he's going to figure out the best ways to do that. and mm. And I wish him the best in those efforts. So. Yeah. And if you ever need a platform, we got a mic. Yes, that's right. Exactly. We need more adults Absolutely. in the room. <laughs> yeah. Come so the bus industry. One. That's right. <laughs> that's right. right. Blurred ride, trust in the wrong lane, got us word right. Drucking up betrayal on a curbside. curbside. Wasted. Wasted. Pages I read, all the hours I wasted. I said to move out of the state, but instead, now I'm validated. Mother, mother, coming home soon. Ruthless, empowered on my own in a zone, and this proves that you can rule wrong. But even Caesar had brutish delusion wasn't known, so I needed to do this. I've seen the betrayal, no friends, only green like I'm Rachel. Baby brother, caught a sing in the cradle, him like the pharaoh brotherhood. Code is condemned, so bro, from within, but I chose to ascend. Back to the blackboard blueprint, student of the past, never asked for new friends. Now, good. Fellas, Henry Hill, Desperado To kill a brother must be hard to swallow Props though, extended clip is vengeance in abundance The venom in a bullet trigger a guitar strumming Betrayal, how much can one head imagine? Stay faithful to self, ain't no bunk beds and caskets Blurred ride, trust in the wrong lane Gotta swerve right Drunk in our betrayal on the curbside Wasted Back from the break Colson, I got a... To interrupt your flow a little bit, I got a, I got a stat of the week for you. All right, I like it. Joey, stat of the week. So you know, you guys know I'm a huge, huge uh, football fan. <laughs> um, so apparently the NFL has started already uh, this year. Um, but Vontae Davis, we were uh, former Colt cornerback. You guys, uh, the the score. <laughs> They were down 28 to three at, at halftime, and so Vontae Davis did what Vontae Davis does, and he retired at halftime. Uh, for, <laughs> what? What? For his career, and he is now done playing football. What? Are you kidding? You're, no. He literally retired. He's got to be really retired at halftime. No, no at halftime. It, at halftime, he he went to the coaches and said, "I'm not feeling like myself," um, and he just said. That uh, basically his bodies can't do this anymore, and um, he does. That has got to be an NFL first. (laughs) Wow! Should we play the uh, Sousa music for him too? Do we have no? Not like that. For this, this is ridiculous. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, they they apparently the 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 Bills are super terrible, and uh, he's he's getting beat up out there, and he's just done. He. uh... Wow. That's it. That's amazing. 
So retired at halftime. <laughs> yeah. In week two. <laughs> he just broke Harper's brain. <laughs> like <laughs> it's unbelievable. He's Googling all the things right now. I that's crazy. That guy is so talented, <laughs> first off. He's thirty. Right. I guess he only signed a one year deal for two and a half mil. But wow. Yeah, how is that possible? Uh, because he was, he was on the injury. verge of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Closer than anyone expected, I guess, <laughs> including himself. Game and a half. I got wow. about a game and a half left in me. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it, too. Like, he did, to get to this point, he had to have done all his preseason prep. He had done all that, you know. All the workouts and all that sort of stuff, and then filled out the paperwork and all that. Yeah, oh, and that's yeah. the worst. <laughs> all those nine nines, jeez. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, I didn't even know this was an option. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you 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 skipped. You missed halftime. You're back in. No. Sorry, you got to finish <laughs> yeah. the episode. It's part of your contract. Yeah. If you'd left at halftime, you'd been good. Yeah, apparently in the locker room, he just changed it to street clothes and left. <laughs> That is amazing. That could only happen to the Buffalo Bills. Right. Anyway, that was my setup. I don't know how to move so on from that. That is one retirement. Yes. That's right. I love that your stats aren't always stats, Joey. Uh, I love you. I shoehorned in that the their the score was twenty eight. <laughs> oh, okay. So there was a number. Involved. Yeah, there was a number in there. So. Which weirdly, I was just reading. Um, you know, the Colts played the Redskins today. So there was an article about Frank Reich the new Colts head coach in the Washington Post this morning about how he led the greatest comeback in NFL Mm -hmm. history as a Buffalo Bill, uh, ironically, against the Houston Oilers. They came back from, they were down 28 to three at halftime. Uh, He came out at halftime through a, promptly through a pick six. So they're down Mm -hmm. 35 to three. And then they came back and won 41 to 38. He also led the greatest uh, comeback in University of Maryland history. Uh, when he was a quarterback there as a senior. That time, he wasn't even the starter. He got inserted at halftime, and they came back from, like, 30 down or something like that to win. So he came out and scored six straight touchdowns or something like that. Mm. So, yeah. Yep, he's got that uh, never-say-die Vontae Davis spirit that uh, (laughs) personifies the NFL. So, Colson, who is at number 13? Who follows in David West's illustrious footsteps? Well, so, uh, you know, we went through uh, 1 through 12, and they were very similar to my previous uh, 1 through 12. Uh, Jeff Foster clearly dropped, um, and uh, uh, Paul George is noticeably absent from the top uh, 12. Uh, But after this, it gets a little wonky. So uh, last year, before three years ago, uh, David West was 13, uh, but now he's clearly moved to 12. So, Harper, take us away. Yeah, that's the end of the old guys. Out with the yep. old, in with mm-hmm. the new, gentlemen. Sitting at number 13, Kehinde Babatunde, Victor Oladipo. Whoa! That's wow. Hilarious. I was going to guess that, but I thought, no. That's ridiculous. He's only played once. But it's not ridiculous. It's not. It's not ridiculous. ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. You're right. 
because he changed the culture of this team. He led this team. This is one of this is one of the greatest Steven seasons Jackson ever. Steven Jackson changed the culture. Of this team. <laughs> <laughs> In a positive way, sir. Okay. Um, also, if you look at his numbers on this list, granted it was only one season, he's got the highest scoring average of all of these players at 23 points per game, um, 4.4 rebounds, 4 assists, uh, and a steal and a half. Um, just a really solid line. So Well, it also took what should have been an absolutely destructive moment in franchise history and turned it into a winning basketball season. Certainly not single-handedly, but relative to expectations, last year was one of the greatest years we've ever had. It was, but clearly was you know the the tip of the spear, if you will, Mm -hmm. in the uh, the change in direction. Yeah. All right, I I approve. I approve. I was wondering, obviously, as I was listening to the old version, I was wondering how high (laughs) Oladipo would be. Yeah. Yeah. And top ten was not out of the question. I might have gone top ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm not easily swayed. I, I barely him. remember actually, yesterday. I thought you were just going to give him Paul George a spot. Given oh, the amount well, of hands you drank between three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, he's only played for one season, and clearly longevity matters on this team. Um, I think if he plays out his contract with us, and we continue to have the kind of success, and he continues to kind of be this leader on and off the court, he will rise on this list. If he ends up being a cancer in the locker room or, you know, uh, forcing his way out of the city, he will drop on this list. Yeah, sure. Hashtag Jamal Tinsley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I think this is the right place to put him because I think he's right halfway there. Just after one season, I think he uh, exemplifies what's right about this this team that we yeah. currently have. He exemplifies the things that I want in a Pacer player. Um you know he's an all-star. He was an All-NBA. Like he's 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 got the accolades. Granted, it doesn't. Um, it's not been um, very long. It's only been one season. But I expect him to rise up this board. So. He has the singing voice that you wish you had when you sang. Uh, <laughs> I think part of my charm is that I don't have his singing voice. Mm-hmm. If you call that charm, keep on believing that. So controversial? No, everybody's no. in on it. No, no, I love it. Right no. Now. Longevity secretly, you keep saying longevity matters on your list. It doesn't at all. It matters for the top uh, 10, apparently. Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's next? Um, So uh, on the previous incarnation of this list, number 14, George Hill. Who do we got this year? (laughs) Not George Hill. A guy that I think at least one of our analysts is going to be excited about. Coming in at number 14, it's Born Ready. Yes, I knew it. Lance Stevenson is number 14 all time. He went from from well off the list (laughs) to number 14. (laughs) To no consideration because he had ruined a shot at a title. (laughs) That wasn't him. That wasn't him. No, see, this this is my realization. So when I made the list last time, I thought that Lance had been the poison in the locker room that had destroyed the team, which gets you kicked off the the list. What what time reveals... Exactly. What time reveals is that he was not the problem in the locker room. Not the only problem in the locker room. Okay. He might have been a problem, but not that kind of problem. (laughs) Not 
Um, not the poison <laughs> that destroyed the locker room. Uh, he's just a, a quirky personality. He left and came back, which puts you up on the list. Um, he's also just a, such a joy to watch. And he's been a part of really successful teams uh, over the last... He's also played six seasons for the Pacers at this point. Um, I, you know... I know this is this is high, but I I thought about how much um, I enjoyed watching him, and the reason he was off the list last time is that I thought he was a, a cancer, and realizing that he wasn't, he's got to be up there. He's got to be up number fourteen. What's I a, fully what's... support this. Yes, <laughs> you do, Joey. <laughs> I think he's low, but Jason, what do you got to think? Well, what it, what I think is amazing is that all of us predicted this. As soon as Lance Stevenson came back to the team, we were like, oh, yeah. yeah. That he means just moved up 10 points, articles. right? Yeah. That's right. Leave and come back. Leave and come back. It's going to put you on the list. Lance, and were you spurned there's... as like a, a child? <coughs> Did you have a young lover that kept leaving and coming back? And... No, no I, Coulson I, was I, a Joey's young lover who is... kept leaving and coming back. <laughs> ah, <I see. laughs> Joey's theory is that I left Indiana and came back. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not a bad theory. Twice, so the so That's when true, twice, uh, <laughs> so when comes, comes back, back twice, they're they're right behind Reggie. That's all I know. Exactly, yeah. So Lance yeah. comes back from L.A. He will be number two. A.D. <laughs> out of the number two spot. He had already said that he he would love to do that. So I'm I think it's a. He's ready you know, to he's retire gonna, a Pacer. Is what he's going to go a, play with. This is a fade up complete. It's just smart uh, now. It, He's going to go play with number LeBron. two now? And Just do it now. Down? Just do it now. Come on, do it. No, Frozen. no, do no, it. no, no. These are fluid lists. This is the moment frozen in time. He's 14. Okay. So, again, this is a guy who started for two of the six seasons that he played for us. we got a lot of non-starters oh, yeah. on this list. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, AD didn't start. Al didn't start. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, pretty so much everybody he, else started. Well, Jeff Foster started about half of his, well, about half of his 13-year career. James um, Rose. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, to be fair, Coles is not really a starter on the <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the guy like... that comes off the bench and uh, throws the rock out of bounds. Well, uh, how many times has, have you hosted the show? Ooh, uh, zero. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the stats back up your observation, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so on the previous incarnation of this uh, list, uh, fifteen, big smooth, <laughs> Sam Perkins. And I think that's I like mostly because I was giving you a hard time about Sam Perkins. By the way, keep him potentially. There. He's the best. He is the best, He's but I am anymore. not ashamed to say that the current number fifteen is Derek McKee. This guy was a great warrior for our team, defensive stopper. Um, Played with some great teams for us. Just a stalwart. Eight seasons. Eight seasons, eight seasons is surprising to me. It, does, yeah. it doesn't seem like he played with us for eight years. But. Yeah. My problem with McKee was that he wasn't uh, hanging out at the three-point line and just stoned out of his court. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a legitimate <laughs> knock. Right. Uh, nearly nine points a game, four and a half rebounds, uh, nearly three assists, and a steal. <laughs> He's actually ninth all time on uh, the Pacers uh, in steals. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the guy was a coach on the floor. He was rangy. You play eight years, you accumulate stats. That's but true. also, That's he true. was our best defender for you know probably six of those eight years. 
truth. Steady vet. Love Derek McKee. I have no problem with this. Previously on... This is like um, the most rational pick that you have. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and uh, Derek McKee moved up uh, a spot because uh, on the previous list, he was number 16. Yeah. So who we got this year? Uh, this year at number 16, we got, we're going old school. Coles is going old school on us. It's Fern Fleming, guys. Whoa. Oh my Look at this. He He's moved up, up significantly since our last No, list. just a uh, spot. Well, right. He was 21 and then moved to 17. <laughs> yeah. And then is now at 16. Yeah. Things are going well for him. He's aged well, I think. His time is, is uh, 11 seasons uh, with the Pacers. Uh, spent his entire career with us. Um, he's third all-time in uh, games played. Uh, eighth in points. Second in steals. Second in assists, third in steals. That's right. Um, and third in minutes played, fifth in field goals, top ten in basically every guard category. Uh, but how, he, how, yeah. he, how much did you watch him play? Cause he... so, so that's the thing. Um, he was He's kind of prehistory for me, uh, but I, I definitely remember watching him. Um, I don't have a lot of... Uh, like moments, memories of like playoff games with him, um, but I definitely uh, remember him kind of as the as the old veteran um, playing point guard with with the young Reggie and and uh, uh, Rick Smith. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean you don't have a lot of playoff memories because there, there weren't, weren't a lot yeah. of playoff memories, <laughs> right? Exactly. But he was Where's my it? first point guard. He was my first point guard as well. Um, yes. To be fair, he actually did play a season. With the Nets at the end of his career. Ooh. Oh, oh, um, oh no, oh, oh no! Bump him down the list now. <laughs> I, I feel like I shouldn't have said that. I felt like that was a reconsideration. Oh no! I shouldn't. No, have said no, that. no. I think it throws off my my. I, I gave stats at the beginning that said four were played their oh, entire. Don't career. worry, Colson. No one took your stats. Okay, seriously. Okay, <laughs> nobody believes that. Yeah, That's we cool. haven't been listening to you. <laughs> okay. Fair the list itself changed over the course of this broadcast. We assumed that the that stats would all Sorry, I threw you some curveballs yes, there. Exactly. Uh, bad tippers just drop yeah. people off the list. And also, Vern, big guy, like 6'5". I love Vern Fleming. He's like a good guy. He's an Indiana guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, not yeah. born and raised here. I mean, he's originally from New York, but like, he was a part of this franchise. He's a part of this town. Well, 11 seasons. I mean, he was the bridge from a terrible team to success. Mm-hmm. Burns awesome. Yeah, and then he I'm, I'm the glad Knicks. he's there. I feel really good with him at this at this uh, on this part of the you list. Um, and uh, last year, the last time we did this list, um, number seventeen was Vern Fleming. Um, so he's moved up. Who's now at seventeen? George Hill. George Hill. Mm. God, he's still on Where's this list. Still on this list. He's a great Indiana basketball hero. Went to Broadpool High School, IUPUI. We put him, we played him out of position. He needed to be a combo guard, and we forced him to be a point guard for the entire time he played for us, which was five years. So he had a long career with us um, in that sense. He averaged 12 points, four rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Um, he actually is fifth most in three points made on the Pacers' all-time list. Um, really? Yeah, he was to that corner three guy as as, as things uh, changed and developed uh, over his career. Um, 
I love how much uh, stuff he did with the community. Um, I love the backpacks for free throws. I think the reason he fell this much is because I had him last time we did this list in a position where he was going to stay longer or he was going to have more success. You know, he was a part of really successful playoff runs, but he never really had those big moments. He, his impact was, he just always was tantalizingly on the verge of being a great offensive player and a impact defense player. And you always wanted him to do all those things and he never quite did it. And I rooted for that and cared about that. And that was important to me. But I think if he had maybe hit some of those marks more, he would have been higher on this list. But I like him being bound with Vern Fleming in a certain way. It's sort of like by Smiverts. Is there like a, this is a Vern Hill I can die on or something like that. I, I don't, I don't, I, I like this combination. Did not see that coming. I just feel like you're, you were always a lot more than optimistic Hill, than I was. Horrible. I never felt like he was on the verge of being great offensively or on the verge of being great defensively. He's steady Nettie. That's what he was. I do. F- I, I, you're correct. He was like the rock of that, uh, of those teams in the, the, the mid 2010s. And he also won us games, you know, like single-handedly won games, you know, in the regular season. He was, For sure. His in the playoff season. moments weren't as great as they, they should have been. Right. And that season that Paul George uh, had broke his leg in, and we almost made the playoffs but didn't, George Hill was the difference. If George Hill had played that whole season, that yeah. team is a playoff team. Right. And George Hill is, you know, cements this spot i i have no issue well and that's and that's you've got to remember that that's he was coming off of that season when we did this list last time yeah and so he had just sort of proven that he could be basically the leader of a team um offensively and um you know especially down the stretch with his when he got healthy down the stretch he was magnificent so um but i think over time as these things age i think I'm, i'm happy with him here i think he's a he was a great hoosier and um you know, I, I root for success. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That stuff moves you up the list. So. And one of the few active players on this list. Yes, for sure. Oh, good call. Yeah. Um, so we'll be, you know, someday we'll be able to toast to him. Although you should put, you should have put active in quotes. <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> He's gonna, is he going to be backing up Colin Sexton or is he going to be starting for Cleveland? Or will Cleveland, Cleveland be relegated? Yeah. If Cleveland... Does what they should do. They he should be backing up Kellen Saxon. But yeah, if Cleveland did what they should do, LeBron would still be there. <laughs> nah, I don't even know if that's true. Because they kind of did what Le- this is a whole side conversation, but they kind of did what LeBron wanted to, and uh, just not super effectively mortgaged their future, basically. You know. Yeah. George Hill. Yeah. Exhibit A. James Jones. And. Giorgio clearly getting a big IUPUI slash Broderpool bump here. So I'll, I'll accept that. And, and uh, backpacks. Oh, no, I'm giving the backpacks. Definitely a good community guy. Um, so 18 uh, is the same as it was before. Freddie Jones. <laughs> Fred Jones, yes. Stays on the list. Wow. He gets yes. the jumping out of the gym bump. That's yeah. for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, only four season with the Pacers, um, 245 games, but nearly eight points, two rebounds, two assists. 
No, but I think he he deserves a spot just for that one game after mm-hmm. the brawl, uh, when we had like six active dudes and yeah, and it went into overtime. Like, F it, I'm doing this. <laughs> like he played the like he played like fifty oh, minutes. That's yeah. the game that John Edwards got benched, isn't it? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and he's he hit like five three pointers or something, and he's not a three point shooter. Like that kid was he went yeah. I love Freddie Jones for for his work after the brawl and for his. Uh, dunk contest when um, Civic Pride goes there. So, shout out Freddie Jones. Well, drafted by the Pacers, played half his career here, and uh, he's yeah. also a duck. Why not? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Last time we did this list, uh, number 19 was LaSalle Tank Thompson. That has changed a bit. Mm. LaSalle fallen, Byron Scott on the move. Oh, nice. That's right. right. Moving up. I thought about it. I love uh, the tank. I love LaSalle Tank Thompson. Um, but the Freddie Jones-Byron Scott combo felt um, like it made more sense to me. Byron Scott, we've talked about this on the, on the last pod. Um, but, yeah, he just came in at the right time. He was a free agent signing that was utterly important to the culture of this team and uh, hit, uh, you know, one of the big franchise uh, game-winning shots that sort of propelled us into the... What was the stat that I had? Um, over the last 24 seasons, we're more likely to have gone to the Eastern Conference Finals than to miss the playoffs. We've been to eight Eastern Conference Finals in the last 24 years, and we've only missed the playoffs six times. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Byron Scott, I believe, is the beginning of that. So, um, you know, he he was near the end of his career. Uh, he, he was just basically a guy off the bench that scored. He gave you 10 points. Two points, two assists. He didn't really do much else, but yeah, no. I think giving us that uh, he he was he had rings with L.A. and and uh, I, I give him a lot of credit for his his uh, culture change, just as I do uh, David West and Oladipo for those for those bringing those guys in. So he moved up because I thought about the culture change and and uh, uh, there you go. Two years with the team again did not start <laughs> ever, and that's. Outside of Oladipo, that is the shortest uh, duration on this list. So. Number 20 used to be Ryan Scott. Now he's been supplanted by Darren Collison. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. I had predicted this. He's, he left and came back. He left, came back. <laughs> he's now three years with the Pacers. Three years. That's though. it? Three, that's it. It feels like longer than that. 12 points. It does. Three rebounds, five assists, and a steal a game with the team. But steady point guard play. Uh, really a, an unexpectedly great season last year. Uh, yeah, he led the league in assist-to-turnover ratio and three-point percentage. That's not bad. Um, also, his 5.1 assists a game is seventh all-time uh, among Pacers for average of assists. Really? Um, we traded uh, Troy Murphy for him to New Orleans, so that's great. That gives him credit. We got rid of Troy Murphy's contract. <laughs> so kudos to him for that. That's right. And then we traded him away for Jan Mahimni, um, but he returned as a free agent on his own volition, so that adds something to it. I love that. <laughs> he's still really fast. He's, he's a water book boy. He's a steady veteran. He's a part of this great uh, last uh, – Pacer season that we discussed uh, that I love so much and 
and I think you guys all uh, made fun of me because last year he was sitting at like 26, 27 last time we talked about this. And uh, I already had him ready to go. And when he came back, boom. Yeah. He's on this list, number 20. That makes sense. I mean, I feel like my faith in Darren Collison was born in uh, the playoffs in um, – forget what year that was but george hill supplanted him as the starting mm-hmm. point guard right. and due to injury though right yes he got injured and then right. paul george or, or george hill took over and then uh when collison got healthy they were like no we'll just right. keep you on the bench but then in the playoffs that year basically the only dude that worked his butt off and played um at a playoff level of basketball was darren collison and you know, I remember having a conversation with you, Colson, being like, look, this is the only dude that's playing, that's playing hard. Like, what the F? <laughs> he led the team in PER in the playoffs that year off, off the, the bench. bench. Yeah. Love this guy. So that either says how um, much of a disaster that roster was <laughs> or how great Darren Collison was. A little bit of both. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards how great Darren Collison is. I'm, I'm looking forward to him uh, uh, having a great season this year. I, I know that it's there's a chance that we won't resign him, but um, I just I'm a huge fan. Undersized and works his butt off. Uh, those type of uh, type of things. Working hard gets you on this list. So. Which is ironic because it's cold. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because I did not do anything except crack a beer for this. Um, last year's or last uh, list twenty one was Hayward. Workmen, and we've improved. Now we got the big schmove. Nice. Oh no, we don't. No, we don't. What? Oh, oh. The list is fluid. It keeps changing. (laughs) I changed it on you. Super fluid list. (laughs) Oh no, it changed since last I sent it to you. Uh, Travis Best. Ooh, twenty-one. Love big smooth. Big smooth got (laughs) pumped. For Travis Best? Mm. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it. He had so many playoff highlights. Um, he was with the team for seven seasons, so longevity matters at this point. <laughs> um, he's ninth all-time in assists. At this point. Well, no, I mean, if you're, if you're deciding between two players, yeah. the longevity matters. Um, he was drafted in 95, played with us for seven years after that, so he was part of all of those uh, late 90s teams. Yeah, no, I, he had a roof for his shoes. He was always high. Um, <laughs> he he won. I mean, I you. there are very few people on this list that you can say, this guy won four playoff games for us, and you can say that about Travis Best. That's a good call. So he's, um, so he's 21. Okay. Again, a guy who never really started for us. No, always a backup. Oh, actually, no, he did start uh, that last year, I think, under Isaiah Thomas before we traded him away for a runner test. Um, in 2001, 2002, he started three of 44 games. Mm. Three of 44? So what about the year before that? Because that was when we were starting Jalen Rose, uh, wasn't oh, it? Or that was when we were starting 2000, 2001, 21 of 77. There you go. I think he <laughs> and Rose the were... One. That's where he was there. Back and forth. In 96, 97, he started 46 of and 76 games. That's really. Um, yeah. 
No, he was, he was a backup. He was a career backup for us, but those guys make the list, as you know. Uh, um, so Again, now I'm wondering where Joe Young is. Come on. <laughs> well, and where's and where's uh, where's Paul George? Yeah, Paul George is uh, on this list. Yeah, Come on. We know where Paul George is. 22. Scola. Scola is still on the list? No, no, no. That was from... Scola. No, okay. That was yeah. my previous list. Ah, gotcha. Harper. What's 22 now? 22 now, I think, is the big move. I think. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're wrong. LaSalle, take Thompson. Okay. Thompson. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Played eight years for us as a starter and a reserve at Power Forward Center, um, averaging six points, eight rebounds, uh, assists and a half, a steal and a block and a half in 20 minutes a game. That's his numbers for, as a pacer. That's amazing. And as we mentioned before, um, he returned in a trade uh, with Denver uh, uh, with Mark Jackson. Um, so he left and returned. Um, he was the original enforcer, the original big guy. Um, he played uh, center for us when Rick Smith got hurt. Um, he, he was the power forward before Dell Davis got there. He was the big man um, before we got AD and Dale Davis and, and Rick Smith all lined up. And, yeah, I'll always love him for it. He was He's a little bit prehistory, but he also um, played a really significant role in those playoff uh, series against the Knicks uh, in 94. So, um, yeah, I think he's one of those guys that that may be on that ebb and flow of, of the top 25, top 35 list of all time. Um, but I love me some uh, Tank Thompson. Yeah, franchise yeah, he's guy. slowly sliding his way out of this. He is sliding his <laughs> way out of this. Um, and then, uh, so, Scola, so Scola's gone. Um, off, uh, 23 was best before, and he's moved up. So now you get Big Smoove. Big Smoove! Sam Perkins. I feel like this is a better place for him. Um, I, I, I didn't get bullied into Sam Perkins. I think I was living off of the high of um, how much Harper and I used to talk about him and love him. Um, I, you know, he is fantastic. And I think all the reasons that I had him at 16 on the last list still keep him on this list. Um, I, I lo- guys, you get on this list if you have a chant after your name, like Reggie. Reggie. Scola. So big yeah, Scola, that helped. I think that's what got Scola on the list last time. I love the chanting. Um, that and the blades. But, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> His hair was... Um, I remember him as the, the big boy three-point shooter. He shot 39% from the range, which is quite good for, a, for a center. Uh, but he only averaged one per game as a pacer in his three seasons. a different NBA. Yeah, it was for sure. The fact that he could line up and shoot it was great. Yeah. Um, and it was shot 40% from the He took some, some beatings <laughs> for Shaq from us in the finals. Because he only shot three, exactly. basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, just a, just a great addition of a veteran player that had been around the leagues and had a lot of success in the playoffs and, and came to our team late in his career. Um, he's the kind of guy that embodies what I want out of this list. He didn't play long enough, but he, um, you know, just veteran grit and and um, bringing corporate knowledge to the to the team. So, <laughs> love it. Which, uh, which corporation? <laughs> um, number twenty four stays the same. Harper Jonathan Bender. He's sort of 
Really? Played seven seasons with us? Yeah. 237 games seven in seven years seasons. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I mean, Sam Perkins almost played as many games, and he only played three seasons with us. So. I think Bender used his time on the Pacers to fund his uh, post-career mm-hmm. startup. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was uh, building a lab. Yeah. Doing some experiments. Deep I, which I respect. That's the way to yeah. do it. Which is all fine, but there's a sense in which Jonathan Bender is the most disappointing pacer of all time. It's interesting mm. to me that oh, he's yeah. on the list anyway. Well, I well, think it's a be- different list. Yeah, there was so much hope for him. And I just wanted him I to. Wanna, I want to make that list. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I, we, we talk about the guys like the the Roy Hibberts, the Baby Al's, the. the um, you know, oh, uh, are you doing the most disappointing pacers list? I thought we were doing that later. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the guy is the underdogs that you rooted for, that you really wanted, that you emotionally invested in, that didn't end up being who you needed to be. Bender is the perfect example of this. I'm glad he lives on this list. Um, we we actually, I think the last time we did this list, um, when you guys told me that he had to be on my list because I wouldn't stop talking about him for seven years, reminded me of how much I loved him, and, and uh, he yeah. remains at 24. Um, so a brief update. Um, the, the players that have uh, were mentioned on the last list, Paul George, uh, Scola, uh, Haywood Workman, and Clark Kellogg have not been mentioned yet. Um, and so number 25, Harper, who do we have? Oh, am I supposed to know? La- last I heard, it was Haywood Workman. <laughs> Haywood Workman. Still true? Still, Still true. And let, and let me tell you why. I know. Um, let me tell you why. 5.1 uh, points, 2-point rebounds, 3.4 assists uh, in his uh, four-year career with the Pacers. Um, however, as the starting point guard in the 94 playoffs, 8 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, and nearly 2 steals. The guy played out of his head. He shouldn't have been in that position. I'll always love him for it. And, and I, I mentioned to you before that the, this list was inspired by my rational love for uh, Antonio Davis and, and Baby Allen, and I didn't figure out where to put them. That's also true for Hayward Workman. Um, and I think, I think Hayward Workman belongs at 25 as the threshold for the 25, at least for now, right? So I had him at 21. That's too high. Um, but I think if he remains at 25, it speaks to a toughness above the head, uh, playing above your head, um, and my investment in you. And so for now, um, and I think maybe into the future, guys could drop out uh, over him. I still like him at 25. He embodies what I want this list to be. Haywood Workman, uh, nearly are, missing. How many years did Haywood Workman play? For just four. Just four. Okay. okay. That's a solid so tenure, would, though. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that Scola worked. Crazy hard too, but he wasn't. How long was Scola? Scola, uh, I think I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was three seasons. Two, um, two three seasons. And he actually, um, I have my uh, thirty uh, twenty six through thirty five in order. Uh, he's twenty six, so he is honorable mention. But because his career is over, it's not likely that he'll move up, unless people start shitting on the franchise and falling falling down. <laughs> Which is always possible with this franchise. 
I don't know if you're gonna are you gonna name the last the twenty five to thirty five or twenty six to thirty five? I'm or? sure. I mean, so it's Scola, Sam Mitchell, Anthony Johnson, Lavoy Allen, Chris Mullen, Jan Mahimney, Austin Crozier, Rodney Stuckey, AJ Price, Orlando Johnson. <laughs> oh, Clark Kellogg's not even on that list now. No, no, again. Wow, dude, yeah. he played his entire was... career with us. He averaged. 19 points a game. Oh, he was a 20 and 10 guy. He was amazing. But again, I never saw him play. But he's also an announcer. He has a post. I know. I know. Well, okay. I'll put him in that. I'll put him in the the honorable mention list. But he's he's never going to make top 25. Sorry. It's tough. Um, So so there are a couple things uh, to add here. Uh, There are. uh, I have a category called franchise destroyers, which are banned (laughs) from the list. That is Jamal Tinsley. Banned from the list. Banned from the list. Cannot make the list. Jamal Tinsley. Ron Artest, Steven Jackson, and Paul George. Okay. Um, franchise destroyer seems... honorable mention, Marquise Daniels. He, sh- he shot up a strip club, but he probably wouldn't have made the list anyway, so that's why he's an honorable mention. Yeah. I think Steven um, Jackson's the one who shot up the strip club, right? Yeah, but he we was were excited him. about Marquise Daniels for like a hot second. Yeah, we yeah, was for a hot second, too. Um, the um, There are... Uh, a few players that may be coming to this list that are current players. Miles Turner, Devonis Sabonis, uh, Bogey, Thad Young, and uh, Kojo. I like all those guys a lot. They need to stay with the team for a little while longer and do some more things for me. But they're coming for somebody. No no hands bros at all. No, 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 no. Uh, Not although, even close. Yeah. Um, but here's, the th- here's what I learned. So I, I told you I had some big reveal at the end. Um, I, I made the list. I redid the list. I'm much happier with this list than I was three years ago. I'm very proud of it. It's what I wanted it to be. I then retroactively went and looked on the internet of the top players uh, in Pacer franchise history and how many games they uh, played in the playoffs. So 24 of my 25 top Ten, uh, top players are in the top 33 of playoff games played for the franchise. So I think we could just screw everything I said about how I feel about players and whether they came and uh, went back and, and all this stuff. It's really playoff success matters to me above all else. Yeah. Um, all of them, uh, all of these uh, 24 players uh, had multiple playoff runs and um, it played at least 20 games in the playoffs for the Pacers. The only exception here is Oladipo. So, um, but I've got a fun quiz for you. Can you name the nine players that are not on this list that played at least 20 games uh, in the playoffs? So there's 33 guys. I've got 24. Austin, Austin Crozier. Austin number. Crozier, number seven in how many games he played for us. Rank seven. <clears throat> Dude, these are these are guys that played a bunch of playoff games that are not on your yes. list. Uh, Paul also, George. Paul George also yeah. tied at seven. Yeah. For games played in the playoffs. About like uh, Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen, nineteenth. Uh, nice. Our test. Our test twenty ninth. Out of thirty three, so nice. T- uh, Tinsley, I guess, would be another one. Tinsley was twenty one, out of thirty three. Jackson. Steven Jackson not make the list. Really? I think he's like 36. Smell Daniels? No. 
Chuck Person? No. Roger Brown. ABA. No. George McGinnis. The Chuck Person. ABA didn't count. This is just ABA. Okay. Um, Joey might have mentioned one of them recently. Jan? Jan Mahimi uh, was oh, yeah. 17 out of 33. Uh, How many are we up to? Uh, so we just still have three left. Oh, we did pretty good. Yeah, you're doing great. <clears throat> um, think uh, Troy Murphy. Mm, mm, I think brawl brawl era scored uh, forty points in a game. Oh, Anthony. Anthony Johnson, Johnson twenty four on the list. Um, uh, Jason loves to do an impression of this guy. Oh, oh, Evan Turner. No. Oh. Hansborough. Hansborough. Also, um, yeah, Evan Turner is not, not on this list, but I'll take that, too. He also loves that impression. I was like, I was, he wasn't on the team that long. And the last one I'll give you is Sam Mitchell. Smitch. Okay. Yeah. So, so really, and all those guys are either on my cannot be on the list or on my honorable mention list. So Except for Hansborough. So. Right, except for Hansborough. So basically the rule is get to the playoffs and win, and uh, you'll get on this list. That's just oh, sports, man. bro. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know what? Uh, last I heard, Tyler Hansborough was in Fort Wayne, so he might be making a little comeback uh, stint on the Pacers. <laughs> oh, I look forward so to you, it. He just look, moves up he's going to be back. How many mad ant playoff list? games to make this list? <laughs> well, no, if he, if he leaves and returns, you never know. Um, also, uh, Sabonis, Bogey, Kojo just need 13 games under their belt this year to get to that 20 playoffs per game or 20 playoff games. Turner um, so two. all we need is a Turner. Yeah. Turner needs two and Thad needs nine. So, I mean, if we have a long playoff run this season, these guys could just be vaulting into this list. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little confusing to me that Oladipo is what? 12, 13, yeah, 13. And Turner's not there. I love Turner. Behind I'm ben ready. He, I'm excited. I'm excited about him. Just had yeah, I was, I was surprised at the lack of current Pacers on the. I mean, Thad Young is it epitomizes everything. He does. That you he does epitomize everything basketball. that I love. But I haven't. I don't. I haven't emotionally connected with him the way I, I have hoped. Mm. Um, I don't know why that is. I think it's it's him. And it's not you. <laughs> Come on, Thad. Get with the program. <laughs> it was a long ride. <laughs> It was enjoyable. <laughs> I think the list has evolved. I think you're right. I think Isn't it better, uh, though? It's, it's better. It's I think better. it is it's, better. Yeah. Yeah. It only took me three years. way too high. But yeah, yeah. Other than that. Like, I would happily trade Hibbert for Turner. Ooh, at the A spot? I don't know about that. Well, well if, if, at, if it's Hibbert or Turner, season. I'm taking Turner at eight. <laughs> When we do this again in a couple seasons, uh, that that probably is going to happen. Don't you worry. And plus, when Hibbert played under O'Brien, he wasn't even on the floor. It's true. Truth. All right, so fix that, and then yeah. we'll, we'll we'll finish. And in fairness, I don't think we mentioned Hibbert was a bit of a transitional player in the NBA because he made the rule of verticality like a household thing. So I will give Hibbert right. and our coaching staff that. Man, he had some. He did have some sweet blocks. Yeah, I'm saying. So you talk playoff about playoff blocks, moments. Too. The block on Carmelo Anthony that saved that yeah, series. Come great. on, it's memorable. He was definitely a lovable guy because he's like, he didn't 
want to play basketball. He just turned out to be seven feet two. <laughs> yeah. He was like, okay, I guess I'll figure out how to do this as best I can. And then the game changed around him. And yeah. I was like, yeah, and then no, he, you can't do this anymore. Remember, he had to bring a bed with him because he was too damn big. Yeah. yeah. Inflatable bed. Bouncy castle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's twice in our uh, intro. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love Roy Hibbert. Blockosaurus yeah. Rex. All right, maybe it's totally justified. Thank you. <laughs> All right, what, we, we, we're, it's almost uh, the season, Joey. What, what are we coming up uh, soon? Yeah, so we've got uh, really the, the season starts in, I think, 30 days. Um, so we've got our shows until then. I think next week we're doing the Western Conference preview, um, then the Eastern Conference preview, then the Pacers preview, and then it's game time. We get into uh, Old Depot and Co. Uh, going to work. Such a yeah, likable no. team. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's gonna be great. They're they're uh, you know new and improved, and uh, it's gonna be a good year. So I'm excited to do it uh, with you guys and uh, get to the field house as much as we can. Yeah, and uh, BT Dub shout out to the Seattle Storm. Yep. yep. WNBA champs. All right, gentlemen, anything else to add before we take off for the day? Thank you for putting in the work on that, Colson. Knowing that we were going to be ruthlessly (laughs) full of vitriol about everything you had. Yeah, you struggled through all those mistakes you made. Congratulations. (laughs) But you powered through. And that's the kind of work ethic that we're looking for to keep you on the top four unbeatables of all time list. You're in my top 25 unbeatables of all time. Yep. Thanks, guys. You, you've moved past moved Nico past. for the day. So. <laughs> it's a fluid list. It's a very fluid list. It's a very fluid list. We've had lots of guests over the years. I, I It's amazing I'm still in the top four. <laughs> for today. Aaron. You put in the work. Connie. Charlie. Greg. I mean, I could probably be, I could potentially be like 10. You, uh, you've bought me some, you bought us all of us some drinks. So I think we're, yeah, no, we're happy with where you're we'll at. keep you there for, for now. We're comfortable yeah, I think, with that. I think, I think, I think Nico's <laughs> probably bought us more drinks than I have. So. Better definitely. drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I've only known Nico for like five years. <laughs> yeah, longevity matters, right? That's, that helps me yeah, up on this list, true. right? Okay. He's, you know, he's bringing very few but phenomenal, mm. you know, aged yeah, beers. Sure. And you're just like just chucking a brick of hands yeah. at us. Sure, but and I he show keeps up coming back, which is the amazing part. Because, <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Well, we'd like to thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch with us on the social medias, we are on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website's TheUndebeatables.com, and there's a contact form there. You can send us a message. And if you give us a review wherever you listen, an iTunes store or wherever else, it helps new listeners find us. And we have T-shirts for sale on the website slash store. For our once and always coach, Bobby Sue Leonard, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Once again, shout and, out David West on your retirement. Not on your top 25, Bobby Sue Leonard. Or <laughs> Jonathan Bender. He's, he's, not no. a, he's not a player. Sh- no, I'm, I know. I'm just giving hard time. Well, you're going to say he's not a pacer, though? I mean, yeah. Oh, God. The whole list is blowing up. Oh, now you got to define pace. Now we got to go to court and find what a pacer is. 
by next week, the entire can, list is going to be in flux. Can, can Pacer podcasters make the list? I'm nominating <laughs> all three of you guys. We'll see what happens. Oh, dear. All right. Um, I will edit this nonsense because it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs>